And Clovercrest Media Group presents All Four Downs. I'm Joe Aguirre, along with Sean Scallon, Ovi Munez, and Big Jace Garcia. Uh, what an outstanding week of football. No one's going to get waterboarded, <laughs> fortunately, on tonight's show. And maybe some people should, though. I like yourself, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, perhaps I'm the most guilty of anybody here. Uh, but what a week, man. Uh, LSU... And I think some of us saw that coming. Some of us didn't. Um, KJ Costello, boy, what in God beats LSU 44-34 with an SEC record 623 yards, five touchdowns. He hits 10 different receivers. What is going on down there in Death Valley? These guys look like they're in some Big, big trouble. So, a lot of concern in Death Valley. I mean, what what, what do you guys think of this game? Did hey, Sean? Mike I know Leach. you were with me. You thought this was <laughs> this was going to be a cakewalk. I think LSU uh, isn't uh, isn't a good team. Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely. Uh, Ovi and Jay said it last week. They lost a lot of players. Um, I just thought that the recruiting class they brought in would. You know, help out. It also didn't help out with, you know, no Derek Stingley, um, best corner in America right now. But still, I mean, KJ Costello, when I watched him at Stanford, I thought, you know, he was an average quarterback. He's all right. But, you know, obviously coming in with Mike Leach, um, Mike Leach obviously runs the air raid, pass heavy offense. So he came in, he surprised me. Um, he threw all over this LSU defense. Um, and I thought it would be a close game, but I, I did not expect them to come out and, and beat LSU. So, you know, credit to Ovi and Jace for, for picking it. But um, And I think Mississippi State's going to make some noise in the, the SEC this year. They have the offense for it, um, obviously. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see going forward. I, I called it. I was very impressed, though. I, I did not like K.J. Costello all last year. Uh, I know people thought he was going to be one of the top QBs in the NFL draft which is wild. I, 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 But I see what people saw last year now. Last year he was at Stanford. Stanford not known for their QB since Andrew Luck. Not really known for throwing the ball down the field. They like to run the ball a lot more. Now in this air raid with Mike Leach letting KJ Costello light it up, I am loving it. I'm liking it. But do not pull the uh, – I'm not going to pull the – uh, the wool over your eyes, your eyes here, because they are not a good team. Mississippi State is not a good team. Don't get me wrong. LSU not a good team. This is they're good for they're all they're not a good team in terms of SEC. Mississippi State they might pull off an upset from one of the top teams that might be cool. They might do that. They have the ability to do that. But they're not going to be consistent. They are not going to consistently go in there and challenge the Georgias, the Alabamas, the Auburns. There, there's going to be a couple games where they're going to get they're they're going to get beat into the dirt. But I, I like what I saw. I'm interested to see this team moving forward, and I'm interested to see how LSU rebounds and continues to rebuild after such a great season last year. Yeah, LSU played good enough. You could tell that they have a, a lot of players playing for the first time as starters, you know, but got to give credit to Mississippi State, to Mike Leach, the way he 
you pretty much changed everything of what Mississippi State football was was and what it is now. You know, he's bringing something different to the table. I think they'll be successful. I am looking forward for Mississippi State to play Alabama. It's going to happen this year. And let's see if that offense could put up numbers like they did against Alabama. I, for once, say that it's a week one fluke. It's a first game. Everyone's get the jitters out. It just happened that he threw over 600 yards. I don't think he's going to do it again. It's not going to happen again. He's not going to throw over 600. But, you know, I do expect that the uh, Mississippi State will continue throwing the ball just like how Mike Lee's did with Washington State in the Pac-12. Wait, but didn't didn't KJ Costello also have jitters? I mean, he didn't seem to have any problem. I, I don't know if I buy the the whole fluke idea at all. Week one, it's like if I introduce you to playing dominoes with me, and I'm the best, and you got that beginner's luck. That's that's what happened in week one. I'll be convinced next uh, this weekend if Mississippi State could perform the way they did this past weekend. I don't believe in luck. Uh, LSU, by the way, becomes the first defending national champion to lose their opening game since Michigan, obviously, in uh, 1998 when they lost at Notre Dame. It's always Michigan. Uh, Miles Brennan played well in his debut as a starter. He was 27 out of 46, 345 yards and three touchdowns. He did throw a couple of picks, though. Uh, and LSU, as you mentioned, uh, did not play without their All-American Derek Stingley, who was hospitalized Friday for feeling ill. And when I saw that, I did text you, OV, and I did say, uh-oh. And I did suddenly feel like there might be a waterboarding in my future. And uh, <laughs> as things turned out... Oh, you'll get yours. You'll get yours. Meanwhile, we're already having the ridiculous conversation of the one-loss team after Oklahoma did what it does every year. Lost the game early, this time to Kansas State, 38-35. Wildcats had a depleted roster due to COVID-19. Skylar Thompson, 18 for 25, 334 passing yards, four total touchdowns, three on the ground. Oklahoma's quarterback, Spencer Rattler, who was a Heisman hopeful, through three interceptions, he was 30 for 41, 387 yards, and four touchdowns. But it just, just wasn't enough. I mean, Oklahoma, give me a break. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like this happens. This is like this happens every year. Win your games. Yeah, it happened last year to uh, Kansas State. This is the second year in a row now that uh, they've beaten them. Both times, Skylar Thompson has played uh, tremendous. You know, he's a dual threat um, quarterback that, you know, really brings a lot to Kansas State. After losing to Arkansas State week one uh, or last week, I thought there was no chance that they would come out and do this to Oklahoma. But it's college football. It's Big 12 college football. You never know what's going to happen. you got to bring it every week. And uh, Spencer Rattler in Oklahoma, you know, he had the three picks. He's got to take care of the ball. Um, they, they only lost by three points. So if he takes care of the ball the whole game, I'm sure that they have a chance to win this. But, um, you know, it, it was a rough – uh, rough second half for him, and obviously it's disappointing for Oklahoma. I, I think that goes uh, – their playoff chances go with that loss right there. I came in here last week, and I said Texas is going to win the Big 12. They're going to win the Big 12, and it's because of stuff like this. Oklahoma, they have held their hat the past couple years on having these veteran quarterbacks, and Lincoln Riley is able to be the quarterback whisperer and let the quarterbacks do what they have, show showcase all their abilities – 
because they've played other places. Kyler Murray was at Texas Tech. Jalen Hurts was at uh, Alabama. They have experience playing college football. Spencer Radler was a redshirt freshman last year, barely played at all because Jalen Hurts was in. You can't expect him to come in and put up the same numbers as these veterans. And that's going to be the downfall of Oklahoma this year because it is a rebuild. It's a rebuild and restructure and get this guy right and set up for the future. Oklahoma is not the team to beat in the Big 12 this year. Uh, you, you hit all the points uh, correctly, Jace. And, Joe, you're talking about Texas and, and, and maybe, I'm sorry, Jace, you talked about Texas, that yeah. this is their chance, this is their year. But I got a feeling that all the Big 12, they're going to beat each other up badly. And the Big 12 is going to miss the college football playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, deservedly so. Uh, meanwhile, Texas and Texas Tech... Go to OT. Call this one a shootout. Texas uh, led at the half 31-21. Texas Tech scored a touchdown at the end of the third, giving them their first lead of the game at 42-38. But the shootout did go to OT with uh, either team having an answer to stop the offense. Uh, Islanders passed to Joshua Moore and OT put them up 63-56. The Red Raiders would have a chance to tie the game, but Alan Bowman threw a wild pass. That resulted in a pick by Caden Stearns for the Longhorns' victory. Exciting game. Kind of played out like you thought it would. Defense, obviously, uh, completely non-existent in this one. Yeah, another uh, classic Big 12 matchup, um, obviously, with the 119 points scored. Um, there, there's no defense at all in this game, but I was I was watching most of the second half. It was an entertaining game to watch. Um, just scores all over the place. Uh, Texas, obviously, Sam Ellinger with the five touchdowns. They also got it going on the ground, um, ran for over 200 yards, so they, they really dominated on offensive side of the ball. But uh, it, it was troublesome to see um, Texas defense giving up, you know, 56 points to an average offense in, in Texas Tech. Um, but that, that's what, you, what you're going to expect in the Big 12 is that you're going to have these high-scoring games. The defenses obviously aren't as great as they are in you know better conferences such as the SEC and Big Ten. But uh, I think I agree with Jace. I think Texas would probably have to be the favorite to uh, go and win the Big 12 now. But I also agree with Ovi that I think that they're just going to beat up on each other a whole lot. I could see you know the top Big 12 ending the season with maybe you know two or three losses just because I think that they will beat up on each other um, in the you know interconference games. The Big 12, like all this season, they've showed adversity. Uh, obviously, Oklahoma wasn't able to get over their adversity against Kansas State. Uh, Texas was able to tough it out. And Texas Tech, don't get Texas Tech confused. Texas Tech is a really good team. That Bowman, not really good. They're a good team. Bowman is a solid quarterback. He's a solid Texas Tech quarterback. He can sling the football. Um, but I, I do, like, this is a... Notice they got punched in the mouth. They were able to come back and win in overtime. You look at a team like Oklahoma, gets punched in the mouth and falls to uh, Kansas State. And uh, this was the uh, – no one's really talking about – this is a rivalry game. This is their rivalry week opponent. Texas Tech and Texas play every year in rivalry week. They're playing in their Big 12 opener. So there is a lot of meaning behind this game. So I expected Texas Tech to come and play because – I, I, we obviously, I obviously didn't pick them against spread, but they came to play, and this was a good game. 
But I, I still expect Texas to roll over the rest of the Big 12. That's a big expectation. We shall see. Meanwhile, I know a game that means a whole lot to OV, Cincinnati and Army. Army started the game with a touchdown fumble with 57 seconds into the game to, to make it 7-0. Uh, Bearcats' Desmond Riddler threw two touchdown passes and running back Jerome Ford scored a rushing touchdown in the win. Cincinnati's head coach, Luke, uh, Luke Fickle, said it was tough sledding in here. They have big, physical, strong guys. I don't know that we ever felt comfortable that we could establish the running game. They came in averaging 389 yards per game, and Cincinnati stuffed the triple option in its tracks. Ov, I can imagine this could have been nothing but heartbreak for you watching this. Yeah, I was praying that I didn't have to do the, the waterboarding thing. Um <laughs> And at the end, I mean, they let the guy open to score a touchdown. I was like, here we go. But uh, give props to Army. They they play Army football, and they didn't change their ways. They tried to do anything different, except they, they threw a little bit more passes, you know, but at the same time, they, they still played old-school football. And I got to give props, but Cincinnati was better. Uh, I wish they could have they blown out Army if they would have thrown the ball in the air more. But they kept on running the ball as well. And hey, big my hat's off to Cincinnati. We all got a tie in this. It was a 14-point spread. And the end of the game, it was a 14-point game. So it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Cincinnati could be the – we talked a lot about, uh, about a Sunbelt team getting in undefeated into the college football playoff. If Cincinnati can win out their conference, they might be that that non-power five team find themselves in there. They're they're solid, and it, this game did not go as I expected. I expected Army to just run the football, and then uh, Cincinnati to answer back with quick passes, getting down the field and scoring real quick. That did not happen. They were almost even in time of possession. I, I like. Which I think says a lot about Cincinnati. They're able to come in and dominate Army at pretty much their own game. So I think Cincinnati's really good, and they might they might find themselves in the college football playoff. Maybe I don't think so, man. And and I'm gonna tell you why. There's a lot of issues in that offense. Desmond Ritter kept missing his target constantly. Okay, the receivers are wide open, and he still couldn't get them the ball. He was overthrowing it and everything else. Yeah, maybe down the line he'll improve, but uh, I don't feel comfortable that this team could advance. They might be good with the AAC, but as far as trying to get into the playoffs, I don't think so. Wait. So why doesn't why doesn't Riddler get the benefit of the early season uh, uh, jitters in his second? Year? I don't like. What is that? How does that? How do you even apply this? This like, to, what are you even saying? Why doesn't he get a pass? He does not get a pass. I don't care. Damn. Case closed. No, I mean, yo, I, 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 yes, it's only week one, but they, you know. I got no answer for you, man. It's, it's what it is, was what it is. They beat my army, and I'm buttered about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I wanted you to say. Sean, that's nonsense. What's, what's really going on here? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I, I hate I think... you, Joe. I hate you. 
that's funny. Uh, I think Jay said it right. Our uh, Cincinnati came in. They beat Army at their own game. Um, Army had the the first drive of the game. They came down, scored a touchdown, and then uh, Cincinnati responded uh, right after that, only giving up three points the rest of the game. And uh, hopefully, you know, the the running attack was there. But like they said, uh, see Riddler or Ritter, sorry, um, get a little better with the accuracy. Um, Eighteen to thirty three is not really what you're looking for. So uh, I think that Cincinnati is. I, by far the best team in the American. I just don't know uh, how the how the fare up against other teams, um, you know, other Power Five teams. But it, it was a good performance, and they they shut down Army at, at what they do best. Hey, uh, carry out. This is Cincinnati's second game, by the way. So yeah. No excuse for Ritter to do what he did. Who was their first game against? Austin, Austin P. P. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not a game. You called it PP, right? Yeah. He's got a top 25 matchup against a, a pretty good Army team. At least that's what you say. Hey, I called it how it is. I mean, somebody did say that Army was going to get blown out like 50 to nothing or something like that. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. But you know what's what's happening is that this week is going to be a good game because this guy's in it. Bo Nix led his Auburn team to victory. I mean, you got to – Yo, SEC has got to be the best football league ever, man. They should might as well change the trophy to SEC championship. That's it. That that that, that, that it is what it is. Great game, eight seven at the half. Yeah, so, Kentucky yeah, missed score. the two point conversion to tie the game in the third. Bo Nix, good good football player. Two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, kudos to Kentucky for hanging in there as long as they did. But in the end, Bo Nix and the Auburn Tigers, that's a, that's a pretty solid football team. And I think this team's going to – I think this team's going to be there in the end. I'll be surprised. Yeah, they got a game against Georgia this weekend. I mean, Kentucky had a they're, – they're known for their best defense. You know, and Auburn hanged in tough. And I think that they're going to do some damage down the road. Hopefully not this week against my Georgia. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're directing Knicks. I think he, he's eligible for the NFL, so he has a lot to prove this year in leading his Auburn Tigers. He's not eligible. He'll be eligible next year. Oh, but next year. Uh, okay. I, the thing with Auburn is it, they're so tough to read because the first half of that game, it, it was close. Like, like they did not – like. The, the score does not indicate how close that game actually was. Like, it's these garbage plays, and, like, I mentioned it, Bo Nix, I mentioned it last week, Bo Nix seems to be this moment maker. He seems to find himself in the right spot to get to to find the play, which is always really good. But leading up to that, it's not, not too good. So, I, I don't know. Uh, it's just so like I, I last year I went to bat a lot for Auburn, but it, it's so hard to when they play so wishy washy sometimes. Yeah, but do you expect that at SEC man? It's very hard to play in the conference. You know, I can understand yeah. if, if if they're playing a non conference game, but this is hard. This is pretty much the most hardest schedule that any SEC team is facing because they're only playing against each other. You got to think about that, man. Nothing's ever easy. You never know what's going to happen each week in the SEC. There's no dominance, unless we're talking about Alabama. Or last yeah. year, LSU. 
Fair enough. It's so yeah. interesting to see when you don't throw these uh, lions like the occasional lamb, and it's literally just again yeah. beating each other's brains in. I mean, it's it's definitely fun. Got to say that. Yeah. All right. Meanwhile, let's take a look over uh, at third down. Uh, some some college football news to share with you. Ohio State's All-American candidates, cornerback Sean Wade and offensive lineman Wyatt Davis are returning after opting out. Just some really great news. Uh, along those same lines, some bad news if you're a fan of Penn State. Uh, unfortunately for you, B-Shock Parsons will not yeah. be opting back in for 2020. FSU head coach Mike Norvell returns to practice after he was sidelined due to COVID-19. And Georgia quarterback JT Daniels cleared and expected to play on Saturday versus Auburn. Daniels, of course, the transfer from USC. He will replace the struggling Dwayne Mathis. Stetson Bennett looks sharp and expected to remain as the backup quarterback. So just a little bit of what's going on. Also, University of Houston. Had five scheduled opponents resulting in five postponements. It's almost it's almost mind-boggling. Their next scheduled game is October 8th at Tulane. All I could say is Tulane, wash your damn hands. Jeez. <laughs> uh, All they want to do with Houston is play some football. I mean... Mathem, I, I I'd like to know mathematically what are the odds that all of their opponents so far uh, would be the teams each week that have. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, seriously, you couldn't if you had to bet every week on one game, you wouldn't bet on the same team every week. No, that's stunning. I mean, it, that's like it's not supposed to happen that way. But my goodness, gotta say this though. Look, all in all. Kudos to everybody in, in 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 college football. They've done a really really good job of it, and I think they've proven that you could do this right. Yeah, a uh, big kudos to Sean Wade. He could have been a first uh, round draft pick last year. Decided to come back, and then this whole COVID stuff happens, and now he's he decides no, I'm not. He says he's going to sit out. Then he decides no, I'm no longer. I'm I want to play. I came back. I didn't go to the draft because I wanted to play, so he's going to play. Big shout-out to him. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that yeah, that's huge for uh, Ohio State to get him and um, Wyatt back, of course. It, it's going to be huge for them in, in the Big Ten. I think that they'll run away with it, but still, um, to have those guys back is huge. And then uh, just the, the JT Daniels news, I, I think that's huge for Georgia. Um, obviously, you know, their offense struggled, especially in the first half against Arkansas. Uh, they, they, they definitely need uh, to step it up on the offense side of the ball. I think bringing in JT Daniels will be huge because um, we know that Georgia's defense is dominant. Um, if they can just put some points on the board, we'll, we'll see how JT Daniels does. But um, I, I think that's huge for their offense and definitely makes them a, a big threat in the, the SEC. That Georgia game in the first half reminded me of the New York Giants in the NFL. I mean, these guys were terrible. And thank God that Smart was able to be smart and uh, change out the quarterback, and that offense started clicking. So we haven't seen anything of JT Daniels in Georgia. Hopefully, you know, it'll be much improved. And hopefully, you know, Georgia could dominate offensively as they have done defensively. But, Joe, we're moving on here to the top 25, right? 
to where our members ranking. Thanks to Sean for not participating. No problem. <laughs> He'll be doing a lot of push-ups later. Don't worry. Oh, uh, yeah. But this is what we're looking at right here. Uh, myself, Jason, Joe. Uh, we both all agree. We all three of us agree that Clemson's number one. I think uh, Sean would agree too if he would have done his picks, but it's all right. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I would have Clemson at number one. As but well. Chase, I just got a question: Why would you pick Notre Dame over Alabama in this rankings? Because Alabama didn't look great either last week. Uh, they struggled, and uh, but uh, yeah, Notre Dame. They've uh, just looked really good, and I think they're a contender. Also, I think the SEC is going to, like, cannibalize itself. Teams are going to have to play good teams, you know? Um, Also, I I do want to point out how I was given so much crap last week for putting the Big Ten in mine, and then all of a sudden this week you guys put it in yours. That's that's a little ridiculous, but uh, okay. Well, I mean, we did state that this week the eight, the top, the APs and the coaches poll were going to include the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and the top twenty-five, even regardless when they were going to start. You sort so, of forced our hand. What were we supposed to do? We're, we're playing, we're playing chess, and you're playing checkers. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to like yeah. knock some bishops off and get down to your level. Fan was playing, playing chess. It's me. Look at my win percentage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But hey, I don't understand. Wait, I don't understand why you punished Alabama for no reason at all, other than uh, playing. I don't understand that. Uh, that. That seemed unnecessary. And you talked about them cannibalizing each other. Why? Why don't you wait until that happens? In the meantime, I think Alabama has done nothing to give up the number two spot. I think that I, was I'm not stretch. sold. Alabama that was the stretch, best team in the SEC. That's what I'm saying. Like. Uh, uh, and Notre Dame's played very well, and I think they have a lot of core components. I, I just think, on paper right now, Notre Dame's a better team. After no. that first week. Does anybody there. else agree with that? No, I, I agree. I don't hate that. I, I had Notre Dame nah, um, pretty high that. last week. They, they've looked dominant, especially running the ball and, you know, Ian Book coming back. And their defenses look very good, too. So, look, I, I agree with Jason on this one. I, I think that just after Alabama's uh, – the performance against Missouri, it was it was a pretty sloppy game. Um, I, I just didn't. I think Alabama's right there. I don't think it's it's a wide margin by any means. But I, I do agree with Jace that Notre Dame should get some respect. Um, and I, I don't have any problem with them being number two. Uh, so are you saying? Wait, let's because just say that Alabama- you had done one. Had you filled out yours, what would where would you have? What would you have ranked them? Would you have done what Jace did and penalized Alabama from the two spot for no reason? Uh, probably. I yeah. gave you my reason. They didn't look great. I didn't like that reason. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, that's that. my reason. Also, I'm not a guy who's going to kiss. Don't sleep on Mac ass. Jones, Dennis Cars. Don't sleep on Mac Jones. I, I'm, uh, not I'm just surprised that Dennis Cars like, even said this. Babble will not be top 10 at the end of the season. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know, man. You can't you can't diss Nick Saban like that. He'll have his team ready, and they're all for revenge, man. I mean, they didn't even make the playoffs last year, so of course they're gonna do whatever it is to get back in the game. So Notre Dame will finish number seven in the rankings. So Notre Dame might outside be finishing ten. outside the top ten once Clemson get a hold of them. But uh, hey, this is our our top twenty five in all four downs with Clemson, Alabama on top. No change there. Uh, Notre Dame, Florida, Auburn move up in Georgia because of their performance 
I think we all agree that they moved down. But after this weekend, we could always see a big change. Texas, Miami, and Texas A&M, and number 10, North Carolina. And that moves up to College Pick'em. That's right. Ovi's Opposite's Choice is credited by Dennis Carnes. Yes, indeed. We're getting hot and heavy here. Uh, we got to give credit to also Jace, who won uh, this past week with nine wins, three losses, and one tie. Let's see if he will be able to make it three in a row as we get ready for the pick'ems. We starting with, straight up, Louisiana Tech 2-0 versus BYU at 2-0. I picked Louisiana Tech week one against Baylor. That game sadly got postponed due to COVID. I'm really high on BYU. This is going to be another, like, I'll give Louisiana Tech a couple scores, but this is going to be like a 50-something 14 game. BYU all the way. I think BYU, this is going to be like a 52, like 36 game. I think Tech will show up a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think Tech will just cover the points. I think they'll get beaten by like 21, probably by three touchdowns. I think BYU will score a lot. Um, I think they'll run up the score. So I'd take uh, Louisiana Tech with the, the points, but uh, I think BYU will win pretty easily, though. Yeah, I apologize. This is a spread, not a straight up. Uh, BYU is at negative three and a half, and I'm definitely picking BYU to cover the spread. Uh, you guys agree, Joe and uh, Jace? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Underrated. Then we'll move into Oklahoma versus Iowa State. Uh, Oklahoma favorite at negative seven. Uh, what, what do you got, Joe? Um, I think Oklahoma is gonna win this football game. I think uh, they, yeah, the sevens no sweat. I, th- I think Oklahoma comes back in a in a big way this week. I really want to do it, but I'm not gonna do it. This is a bounce back game for Oklahoma. Uh, Spencer Rattler is starting to get things. We'll start to get things going. Uh, I really want to do it, but nah, Oklahoma's gonna get the win here. Yeah, I don't think. Uh... I think especially after last week, Oklahoma is going to want to bounce back. And um, for Iowa State, you know, they, they have a decent defense, but I thought Brock Purdy would look a lot better. He's looked pretty terrible for the through the first two games. I just don't, even with the, a bad Oklahoma defense, I don't think that they'll have enough on offense to keep up with the Oklahoma offense. So I think Oklahoma would probably win by 14 to 17 points. Yeah, I agree with you guys. It's a clean sweep. Oklahoma over Iowa State. Great prediction. And we got East Carolina versus Georgia State. Straight up. Who you got, Joe? Wow. I didn't even know Georgia State was a college. Uh, so I'll take I'll take ECU. I'll take the Pirates, I guess. Is this in Georgia State? What are they? The Panthers or the what is that? A Lynx? I mean, what kind of animal is that? It's an animal that I, I don't want to be next to. I'm going to tell you that much. That looks like Michael Jackson in the Thriller video. That doesn't even look like an actual mascot. That thing is lame. There's no way Georgia, Georgia State sucks. About them. <laughs> they don't suck. Um, they were a decent contender in the Sun Belt last year. Uh, they beat Tennessee last year. Uh, I like Georgia State to get the win here. I agree with Jason on this one. Uh, Georgia State, they brought the, the Raging Cajuns, Louisiana, to overtime um, just a couple yeah. weeks ago. Louisiana is a pretty good team, and uh, East Carolina just got washed by UCF. I understand UCF is probably the class of 
that conference, but still, I just don't think much of East Carolina. I think Georgia State would uh, probably win by a touchdown here at home. This is their first meeting, so it's kind of hard to determine uh, any type of history, but if you want to do comparison, I got Georgia State on this one. Uh, Ole Miss versus Kentucky. Both teams are 0-1. Time out. Can I change win? my last pick? I, I, I don't. Oh, are you serious? I'm sorry. I, sometimes serious? I don't bother with that. I've never, honest, I've never even heard of Georgia State. I don't, I've never heard of them. Okay. Well, Dennis Carnes will remind you that uh, Georgia State is a farm team for the SEC. So, um, because of him, because of him, you want to change is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm gonna take uh, Georgia State. Oh man, <laughs> well, you, you get a mud again. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Ole Miss and Kentucky both on one. Which team will get their first win, Joe? I think Kentucky wins this game. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Ole Miss here. Uh, I like their mobile quarterback, uh, John Rice Plumley. Uh, they, they played against a tough team in. Florida, Kentucky also played a tough team in Auburn, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Ole Miss here. I think this one is a pretty even matchup. Um, I think it will be a good game, one of the better SEC games this week. I'm going to go with Kentucky. I, I'm very reluctant. I, I think it's going to be a really close game, but I'll lean Kentucky. Um, I picked them to upset Auburn last week. It, it was wrong, but they stuck around um, till late in the third quarter, so I think this week they get it done. Ole Miss does have a, uh, a pretty good offense. They're pretty explosive. Um, but I think that Kentucky's defense will come to play. And I think that they'll win uh, by a field goal. 38 seconds left of the game. Kentucky has the ball last. It'll be a game-winning touchdown. Case closed. Kentucky wins. And Dennis Carr says that if, uh, if Ole Miss wins, that Dennis Carr is going to self-waterboard. So, I love it. Yes. Nice. Thank you, Dad, for volunteering. Thank you very much. Let's move on to the next game. Western Kentucky versus Middle Tennessee. Joe's looking very blank right now, so we may have to, like, school him real well, quick. Well, <laughs> I don't think much of football in Tennessee, generally speaking, so I'm going to go with Western Kentucky on the road. This is... Uh, I'm going to go with Western Kentucky because I've seen Middle Tennessee State uh, lose a couple pretty badly. I haven't seen Western Kentucky play, but I'll go with Middle Tennessee. Uh, no, Western Kentucky to beat Middle Tennessee. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Hilltoppers from uh, Western Kentucky. Middle Tennessee uh, might actually be one of the worst teams in, uh, in the nation right now. Yeah. Wow. I'm picking Middle Tennessee in this game. I think they showed improvement last last week. Uh, they didn't have a good start, but they had a strong finish. Uh, being that it's at Middle Tennessee, and both of these teams do have history with one another. Never a blowout when it comes to games like this. Uh, regardless, it's, it'll be a close game, but Middle Tennessee is going to take it. Uh, Auburn versus Georgia. Georgia favors six and a half. This is the game of the week at 7.30 Eastern Time, ESPN, ABC. Who you got, Joe? I think Auburn is is gonna win the football game. I really do. So it's just um, just something because you. I know you like Georgia. That's your team. You think Georgia's gonna win this game? 
You ask you really gonna ask me this question? Yeah. Of course they are. Come yeah, on. so I'm definitely gonna take yes. Auburn then. Fair enough. Oh. Like I just needed you to say it first for the jinx to work. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you committed officially to Georgia, I knew Auburn was the choice to make. So I'm gonna take Georgia. So whenever you ask me a question and I give you an answer, it's always that answer. I've I never failed you. Yeah. You just I just wanted yourself. you. I just needed you to confirm it so I could take Auburn. Fair enough. I'm going to go. This one's so tough. I, I like Auburn a lot, but I, I don't know if I can trust them. They're, they're like the Falcons in the NFL. Like, I, I don't know if I can trust them. So, and, and I really like JT Daniels. If he's getting the start, I'm going Georgia. Georgia and the points. So let's go. Yeah. This is tough, especially with not knowing the situation of if JT Daniels will start or not. Um, either way, I think I'm going to go with the Bulldogs. I I don't think they'll cover by much. I think they'll probably win by a touchdown or maybe 10 points. I think it will be a really good game. But um, I just believe in Georgia's defense to shut down Bo Nix. Um, like Jace mentioned, he, he's very inconsistent at times. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Bulldogs in this one. That's so hard to pick, dude. Well, uh, Dennis Carr says, I will leave it up. I'll leave it all up to you. What I do if Auburn loses? Oh my God, Dennis, I've got so many ideas. I'd like to start flipping some of these out here. What should we do with Dennis? Uh, <laughs> eat eat uh, ghost pepper. Oh, ghost pepper's good. That's a good idea. So Here you're second it? Let's go. Eat a ghost pepper. Fair enough, Dennis. Yeah. You're on the hot spot right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, let's move on real quick. Texas A&M versus Alabama. Both teams 1-0. Oh, God. I'm going to take Bama here. Bama favored 17? Yeah. Oh, both teams did not look good week one. Um, You know what? I'm gonna do it. I've been talking. I've been saying. I've been saying it. Texas A&M is the team to watch out for, and this is gonna be their first upset. I think. Not only will they cover, they're gonna. They might win outright. I'm going Texas A&M here. Yeah. Um. I don't think Texas A&M will win outright, but I, I will take them to cover the points here. I think it'll probably be around a two touchdown game, maybe ten point game. But I, I think Kellen Mond and the offense will get it going a little bit. Um, I also think that Mac Jones will, you know, have a better game. Najee Harris, I think, is is going to have a good game running against the AM defense. So I think it'll be a, a closer game, but I I'd, um, I'd take Texas AM with the points. So Bama's going to cover. Uh, they're only going to get better each week. Bama will, especially being at Alabama, they're going to roll tie that ass on the Aggies, and they're going to beat them more than twenty points. So at Bama will get the victory here. North Carolina favored 14 points versus Boston College. Both teams undefeated. Boston College 2-0. North Carolina had a, a little um, bye week that, that was happening. And now they're going to be in Massachusetts. I like this North Carolina team. I like them on the road at Boston College. Oof. Yeah, they they win this one handily. 
Yes, sir. Uh, I'm a group that I like Sam Howell. I love, love Mac Brown ever since he was at Texas. Um, Boston, that's not really too big of a college football town. I think they'll go in there and win pretty handily. Yeah. But I like the points with North Carolina as well. I think North Carolina will win this game, but I'm going to take the pick here. I'm going to take Boston College with the points. Um, their defense has looked really good. Um, shut down Duke. Obviously, they played Texas State last week, but still shut them down. You got to you gotta be who you play. So I, I think their defense is legit. Um, I think that they'll you know, hang in this game um, late. I think they'll probably lose by around 10 points, but I, I'm going to take them with the points. I think they'll hang around um, up until the, the end of the game, late in the fourth quarter. You're muted, Ovi. Muted. There we go. Thank you very much. I agree with you. Fighting Eagles will make it a close one. Uh, but uh, I'm actually taking them to upset North Carolina for the win in Massachusetts. Bam. Memphis at MSU. Memphis favorite by three points. Yeah, I think I think Memphis. Uh, I think Memphis wins this game. I think they win it by at least a touchdown. See, I was after week one or week zero, or I don't know. I don't know. I've lost track now. After SMU's first game, I was not too, was not feeling them too good because it was a close one against Texas State. They were able to pull it out, but after they they got that first game under their belt, they've started to look better. I like SMU. Uh, they were really good last year. I think they carry it over to this year. Um, and yeah, yeah, I just like SMU to win outright. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably have to agree with Jace. I think um, SMU, they've gotten their offense rolling after a slow start. Uh, they're putting up a lot of points, not playing the, the greatest defenses, but still Shane Buchel, um has, has looked good after a rough start. So I think it will be a very good game, but um, I'd, I'd probably pick SMU as well to win outright. Um, Maybe by a field goal, but I think it will be a close game. Well, I think this game is going to be a shootout, and I'm favoring Memphis to cover the spread. I think they got what it takes to defeat SMU. And moving on to Texas Tech versus Kansas State. Both teams are 1-1. One one. They're trying to stay on top in the on the winning side of the house with Kansas State. Coming off a big victory over Oklahoma, they're a favorite at negative 2.5. Joe, what you got? Oh, I got to go with Kansas State in this one. Riding high right now. I mean, Texas Tech certainly put up some points, and I'm sure they'll do it again. But, yeah, I think Kansas State's feeling it. This has let down game written all over it. Kansas State is riding high off the, after that big win against Oklahoma. Texas Tech, they were in it so close, but they're mad they did not win. Like I said earlier, I like Bowman. Bowman's a really good quarterback, and he will sling the football. Uh, Skyler Thompson's all right as well. More dual threat, gets more done with his legs. I, I like this game. I, I don't even think it will be close. I think this is a letdown spot for Kansas State. Texas Tech demolishes them. Yeah, Jace, uh, you pretty much said what I was going to say. I, I think Texas Tech, after you know having that Texas win in the grasp, um, they, they saw it in their hands last week and, and just let it get away. I think um, it will be a really high-scoring game. I think Skylar Thompson will, will get it going with his legs and the passing game. And Texas Tech, they're going to come up and score a lot of points. So I, I could see this game um, realistically being in the in the 40s or 50s. 
But I, I think that Texas Tech will win outright as well, um, probably by, I'd say, a touchdown. Well, this is a Big 12 football game, and you're going to get a Big 12 football game with unexpected results. And that's why I, I picked Texas Tech to win. Uh, Kansas State, I think they are hang hungover with the victory over Oklahoma. I think they'll be over their heads, and Texas, though, the Red Raiders will come out victorious on this one. Virginia at Clemson. Virginia 1-0. Clemson 2-0. They did not play last week. They are favored 28 points. Could they cover, Joe? Uh, 35-0 Clemson. Damn. When I was a little boy, I went to a football... Not a little boy. When I was like in sixth grade, I went to a football camp at Brigham Young University, BYU. Coach there, Bronco Mendenhall, coach at Virginia. He came up to me, he's like... What the? Why are you here with the middle schoolers? You're so big. Trying to recruit me then. Now, uh, fast forward. I, I love Virginia. I love Bronco Mendenhall. I don't think they'll win this game, but I, I expect them to cover. Virginia will cover. Clemson wins. I think uh, Clemson's going to win big in this one. I'd probably be right around the same range as Joe. Uh, I think they'll probably win by five. Maybe six touchdowns i think that's probably pushing it though but virginia lost a lot um after a successful season last year i just don't know if they they have the firepower to keep up with clemson um so i'll take clemson with the points in this one yeah now um clemson i i think i agree with joe i think they'll shut them out if anything they'll probably allow virginia to get a field goal who knows but uh they'll definitely gonna score at the end of the game it'll be greater than 28 points uh, Pleasance is just looking forward to getting back to that championship game uh, that we're all expected them to be. So there you go. There you have it. And that it wraps up the college pick'em games. Joe, what you got? Well, you know, earlier in, in the show, we were sort of celebrating the idea that Ohio State cornerback Sean Wade is opting back in. And even during that segment, I, I actually mentioned the news that Meshach Parsons, a linebacker from Penn State, the consensus All-American linebacker from Penn State, the Big Ten Linebacker of the Year, uh, Buckus Award finalist, uh, is not going to be coming back. And uh, we don't celebrate that guy. We're not excited that he's not coming back because we feel like he's doing it for selfish reasons. And here's the thing, Meshach Parsons uh from from everybody who knows this situation knows that this young man was really fighting with himself over this really tough situation do you go out there and risk it uh mel kuyper's got a number five on the big board what are you gonna do uh there's millions of dollars to be had or you go out and again as much as this guy wanted to go out there with his brothers and and get one more season and he's doing this sensible thing and again, in, in this very selfish era that we live in, it's easy to just dismiss people like me, Shock Parsons, and, and, and say, oh, he's just looking out for himself. Well, who are you looking out for? You're not the one out there risking your life. You're not the one that's out there risking the possibility of making of millions of dollars in the NFL. Don't judge. Everyone's doing the best they can in 2020 during this pandemic. And kudos to guys who are opting back in and also kudos to guys who are making the tough decision to opt out. I just think it's fair to sort of lay that out there this week. We've seen some really great college football 
And it's it's been wild because of all the uncertainty. And I think it's going to continue to be that way. And I just don't I don't want anyone to get left behind because I don't think that's fair. It's a crazy year. People have to decide what they want to do. And, and you got to love and support people. So best of luck to uh, to me, Shock Parson, to Penn State. They're going to need it. Uh, and, of course, to Ohio State. Uh, some good news there. But all in all, a great week. And we really appreciate you watching all four downs, a presentation to Clovercrest Media. Uh, make sure you visit us at clovercrestmedia.com backslash all four downs. Also visit hhwshow.com. Uh, there you can find the link for all four downs and some of the other really cool CMG podcasts. Every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, make sure you tune in Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We do it live, uh, hhwshow.com. That is the website. For Obi Munez, for Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and me, Joe McGuire. We'll catch you next week on All Four Downs.